hello, Michael Lombardo here. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I am very excited about my guest on the show today. If you are new to the podcast, we have a new episode releasing every Monday of Awaken Podcast on charismapodcastnetwork.com. You can go to Apple Podcasts, you can go to Spotify, you can go to Google Play, you can go to anywhere podcasts are listened to and you can tap in. You can also go to our YouTube channel. So you can look up Michael Lombardo or Awaken Podcast with Michael Lombardo. You could subscribe on there and we've just got tons of video from Awaken Podcast as well as when I used to do Facebook Lives, about 80, 90 interviews with different leaders in the body of Christ, just to name a few, James Gall, Cindy Jacobs, Patricia King. I had several friends of mine on the show as well. And so make sure to tap in. Lots of amazing content free um, for you to go there. So make sure to subscribe. You could also like, comment and all of that. Um, And if you are new to the podcast, thank you so much for tuning in today. The heart of the podcast is based on Ephesians 5.14. Awake, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. That was spoken to believers, not unbelievers. And what the Lord is doing in this hour, and he's been doing throughout the generations, is he's awakening hearts to the beauty of Jesus Christ, his preeminence. He's bringing wisdom and revelation of the knowledge of him, and he is awakening hearts to the reality of the gospel, the pure gospel, unadulterated gospel of Jesus Christ with no additives. And he is setting our hearts free so we could walk in freedom from guilt and condemnation. We could walk free from sin and the the defilement that comes through sin. We could walk in the joy of the Lord. We could walk in righteousness. We could walk in peace. We could possess and walk in the fullness of the Holy Spirit. We could walk in the gifts of the Spirit and through the gifts of the Spirit, through the fruit of the Spirit. We are daily destroying the work of the enemy and we're releasing the kingdom of heaven on earth. This is a joyous partnership that we have with the Lord. This is, we were, we were, we have been bought with the blood of Jesus. We've been bought with such a beautiful price, the costly blood of the Lord. And we get to partner with him. We get to partner with the Holy Spirit to see his kingdom come and his will done on the earth. And so, um, I have a friend on the show. He became a fast friend, met him this year. Um, but, he, um, his name is Jake Stemo and my wife and I, if you listen to the podcast over, uh, during Christmas break, um, and everything in December, you, um, probably heard an episode that we went to Israel. And so I wound up connecting with Jake. Um, we have some mutual friends from that beautiful church in Wichita, Kansas, New Life Covenant Church. So we kind of connected over the phone through mutual contacts and friends. And then we realized we're both going to Israel together at the same time. And so my wife and I met him and his wife, Micah. And it was just like one of those God connections where it's like, man, why do we love each other so much? We just met like there's just a, the same heart, the same mind after the same things. And so um, since Since then, we've just been partnering together. And so Jake Stemo, he is a worshiper. Uh, He's a songwriter and he's the founder of Presence Worship. And we're going to talk a little bit about that just because I love what Presence Worship is doing. Um, Micah and his wife, I mean, Jake and his wife, Micah, they started Presence Worship seven years ago with a passion for equipping the next generation of singers, musicians, and worship leaders. And Jake spends most of his time leading worship, serving the local church, equipping the bride of Christ to love and exalt Jesus. And so Jake and his wife, Micah, They've been married for 15 years and they have three amazing kids. And so, Jake, welcome to the show, man. Yeah, it's an it's an honor to be here. Super, super excited for 
what God's doing and the same thing, just grateful for the friendship we love, um, you and your family and it, being in Israel was just amazing. So it's, it's exciting to be here. Just <laughs> excited for what God's going to speak and say. Come on, man. Well, do we love your family? You guys are doing incredible things. Tell us a little bit about what presence worship is before we dive in today. Yeah. Yeah. So presence worship really uh, our heart seven years ago was to go after community discipleship, equipping, discipling younger worship leaders. And so we started just like bringing one person, one worship leader in our home for a summer to live with us and um, really go through the word and learn to sing the word and and grow in discipleship with our family, eat around our table. And that's really what uh, how Presence started. Um, and now, seven years later, we have a school where we run uh, a residency, equipping worship leaders. We run worship camps, really going after the next generation, equipping singers, musicians, younger worship leaders, really to go after the heart of the Father, to minister to the heart of the Lord. And um, it's a we we equip them spiritually and go after the heart of the worship leader, but also it's a, a musical training school and going after training up um, Davidic worshipers. So, come on, man! And the Lord also gave you guys a property outside of Wichita, right? And so that that that's a cool story, yeah. especially for those who are listening right now, who are believing God for property, who are believing God for finance and uh, a space where they could really. Mm-hmm function, you know, your ministry. And so that's super encouraging, man. God gave you a beautiful property over there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's total God's story. And just to stir your faith, like God has things uh, prepared beforehand, um, that the exact thing that you need. And God blew us away with this school. We, we have an 11,000 square foot school that we run all of our ministry out of. And it's been it's been an amazing blessing, and God's provision blew us away uh, when we stepped out in faith in 2018, pursuing a property, sold everything, went all in after the Lord, and then to see His faithfulness four years later, even when it didn't work out when we thought it would, and then four years later, the the Lord just broke through, and we were here right outside of Wichita, Kansas, in the country. Uh, just training up worship leaders, an army of worship leaders in the heartland of America. So, yeah. Come on, man. You never know what's on the other side of your obedience. Come on. That is key. He just asks us for obedience and the results are up to him. And the beautiful thing is, is that he even empowers our obedience. Yeah. We say yes to him only by the grace of God and the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives. But as we say yes, and we just lay our lives down for his kingdom, and then he empowers us to move forward, and then he brings the results in. And so I know, I know a little bit more of your backstory, how you guys were truly trusting God Mm -hmm. in a very deep way, making some big choices. And the Lord came through in such an amazing way. And he, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning of what the Lord's doing, man. And so another thing that, and we could kind of, you know, transition here because I, when it comes to presence worship, I know that you guys were raising up, um, you were a lot of teenagers, right? Some young adults, but then the Lord even spoke to you to go after even younger, um, you know, Uh, the younger generation to teach them the art, but also the heart of worship, how to live in the presence of God, how to live a surrendered life. Mm -hmm. And so tell us kind of how that transpired, because I know you guys are ministering and and working with all different age groups. Yeah. Yeah. The first several years, we we had mainly been going after young adults and 
training up, discipling um, worship leaders that were like 18 to 25. And in the midst of that, the Lord just kept speaking, go after the younger ones, um, raise up the younger worshipers. And so about four years ago, we launched a worship camp to really train and equip uh, sixth to 12th graders. Um, And really not just like go to camp for a week, but this is like presence of the Lord camp where you come and encounter him and learn the heart of the, the Lord and how to minister to his heart, but also play skillfully before the Lord. And so we we didn't realize it, but we launched this camp and it just took off equipping younger worship leaders with a passion and a heart um, for the Lord. And and through that, now we've, we've, uh, we're doing about three worship camps a year um, in a couple different cities. And it's, it's just been amazing seeing God bring out um, hungry, young Gen Zers and even younger that are just desiring to be discipled and equipped um, to worship him. And so, yeah, we, we've also, through that, we launched an apprenticeship program where we take in high schoolers that come and live at our school and they're discipled by our residents. And so throughout the summer, we kind of have different levels of discipleship happening to equip uh, the next generation of worshipers. So come on, man. Yeah. Come on. I love that guys that God's using you guys in, in, you know, in Kansas so powerfully, but he's also opened so many doors for you to travel and to equip people all over the U S young people all over the U S in this. And I'm excited to have, I forgot to mention, I'm excited to have you guys in Dallas, Texas, for our first Awaken Dallas yeah. uh, worship uh, interest night and gathering. And so, man, you and Jason, your team, you guys carry the presence of the Lord so beautifully. You have his heart. Um, and so I'm excited to partner with you. It's cool. Like God spoke to my heart about you guys. I called you and it was like a confirmation. The Lord already spoke to you <laughs> and your yeah. wife in, in, a, in a way to come. And so for those of you who are in Dallas, who are planning on coming to Awaken Dallas, our first worship gathering and interest night, Presence worship is going to be there, really just pouring out their hearts. We're going to be exalting and adoring Jesus together. And so Holy Spirit's going to have his way. It's going to be fun. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're so excited. And it, it kind of goes like our wives like know way more than us and are just like uh, so so wise. And after I told my wife uh, just about it, she's like, yeah, the Lord had already told me that we were going to be a part of this first meeting. And so we're just honored to come partner with the the Holy Spirit and with what you guys yeah. are doing in Dallas and just believing for a, a powerful move of God and just going yes. after his heart to minister to his heart. So it's going to be fun. Come on, man. It's going to be awesome, dude. And so tell me, what is what have you been seeing the Lord doing in this young generation? I know the Lord is all over Gen Z. The enemy is after family. The enemy is after the children. There's mm-hmm. been so much plotting and scheming, and there's been so much manifestation of evil and darkness when it comes to confusing children, mm-hmm. going after the identity of children, really attacking the family system. Like, there's a clear plot and scheme of the enemy. Like, every everywhere you turn, in every 
every direction. It's just like, wow, the enemy is going after families, going after children. But then I also see ministries like Presence Worship and churches and, you know, ministries really rising up in this hour saying, no, the children matter. No, youth matter. Young adults matter. Everybody. It's not just, you know, 20s to the older generation. Like, no, like children hear from God. Children don't have a junior Holy Spirit. We need to equip the younger generation. They need to be rooted in truth. And I just see even ministries and our heart at Awaken Dallas is to see children encounter Jesus. How many revivals? I I can't even count how many revivals have taken place where it started with kids encountering Jesus, getting entranced by the presence of God, being filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I, when I, when I met you guys, you started talking to me about sixth grade to, you know, to 12th grade, you know, what God's been speaking to you about the younger generation. It really, um, it really spoke to my heart because I'm like, yes, God is raising up so many beautiful Mm -hmm. ministries right now that are really trying to turn the tide and see the younger generation encounter Jesus. Because even my wife, when she got saved at 12 years old, it was the youth that had revival. Yeah, (laughs) It was the youth that had revival, the youth that were falling out in the spirit, prophetic words, getting delivered, encountering Jesus deeply. And then it spilled over into the older generation. The older generation really didn't even know what to do, but then the younger generation and imparted mm-hmm. that fire, imparted that spirit of revival. And yeah. so tell us a little bit about what you're seeing, man. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, man, there's definitely a, a sobering moment right now of just, like you said, an attack on, on family. And, um, f- for me, it's like, we've, we've seen a lot of young people come through our doors, a lot of young worship, worshipers, worship leaders, and really the the thing we're seeing is just this hunger uh to be fathered this hunger to to have a mom um and and really there's just a need in this hour for mothers and fathers specifically in the the worship movement in the in the worship world for young worshipers um there's there's such a need for mothers and fathers to be pouring in and shepherding and going after this young passionate generation because there's a there's a lot of things stirring in this this generation and and I would say the um it, you're either in or you're out there's no like in between line anymore and we're we're seeing this in in a lot of the young um Gen Zers that come through our worship camps I mean, when they catch like a vision, a, a catch a glimpse of who Jesus is, they're all in. Like they, they're going full on after him. And how can you not, when you see him rightly, when you see uh, Jesus for who he is, like you can't look away. And so there's a, like, we just believe there's a, we're seeing it. There's a fiery young generation uh, of worshipers that are being raised up right now. And, and they're not, um, they're not satisfied with the things that the millennial generation, my generation, um, has settled for. And honestly, they're not, they're not satisfied with what has been with the, the different things our churches have valued, whether it's like LED walls or smoke machines or like performances, productions, like you're really seeing a hunger that's being raised up in a young generation to say, no, we actually want the real thing. We, we've seen all these, these, uh, things that are supposed to draw us to, to the, to the presence of the Lord, but we actually want the real thing. 
And so we're, we're seeing that on a level like we never thought we would um, in this generation, just because of what you hear in the, the media and in the culture about Gen Z. But there's actually such a hunger in this generation to go after holiness, purity, righteousness, that there's a great, uh, a great divide that's happening. And so we, when we think about discipling Gen Z worship leaders, worshipers, singers, musicians, uh, it gets us so excited and so expectant for what God's going to do. And there's, there's really a, a Levitical army being raised up right now. Um, and, and yeah, I just, I just believe God's doing something so unique right now in this hour. And it's, um, it's really wrecking a young generation of worshipers, not for buildings or for programs or for productions, but really for his presence. And that's, that's what we're here for. We're like all in, <laughs> like, Lord, whatever you want to do, whatever we yes, need to Jesus. lay down, whatever platform we need to give up or whatever thing we need to give away to the next generation mm-hmm. to see them, to father and mother them into right relationship with Jesus. Like that's what we're after. Mm. So, mm. yeah. You're right though, man. There is a pure hunger in this generation right now. And you're right. They want the real deal. They don't want the show. They don't want the fog machine. They don't want the light show. They don't want all of that stuff. They want the presence of God. And, you know, programs don't change people. His presence does. And, dude, this is, um, I just feel like because, you know, the past few years, there's been so much exposure in the body of Christ, um, where there's been crooked places, there's been, you know, some broken limbs in the body. Meaning what I mean is the Lord has highlighted some of the sin and brought things to the surface that weren't right. And different ways that, that weren't of the Lord that were taking place in the church. And we've seen ministries get exposed. We've seen larger ministries or ministers fall. And I think this young generation's like, man, they've seen the hypocrisy. They've seen the polished ministers that look like everything is going smooth smoothly and perfect and they're living right. But then you find out later all this stuff is going on and there's just been so much setting right in the bride by the Lord and it's been God and it's been great. He loves us. That's why he shines the light into the dark areas of our lives. And, you know, he's bringing truth and life and light to the body of Christ. But I feel like the young generation has seen some of that. And they're just like, man, like we don't want to play church. We don't want to pretend like everything's okay. We don't want to, you know, slap hands and fist bump people and say like, wow, Jesus is great. And then go home and, and the house is broken. And you know what I mean? And marriages and just going home and not living right behind the scenes and there's just this raw, real hunger, and they're saying like, "Give me Jesus or give me nothing." Yeah, you know? yeah. We're really seeing. I mean, I would, I would say it like this: like a new era of worship is upon us right now, and and I say that kind of um, not not to provoke you like there's something new that has just arrived, but actually we are coming back to the new thing that Jesus was ushering in. So yeah. Jesus in John four was bringing in the new worship movement. Like we, I've been leading worship in the church for the last 14 years, a worship pastor. And we sit in meetings where we're saying, what's the new thing? What's the, what's the new song or what's the thing we're, we're supposed to be going after. And Jesus was the one who inaugurated the new thing. When he came in John four at, at the, with the woman at the well, he said, the hour has come. It's here. It's now where the true worshipers will worship in spirit and in truth. 
This was a, a new way of worship that he was bringing in, that it was actually through the man Jesus that we would actually, re- like the presence of Jesus would lead us in this new worship movement. And we've, in the last years, I mean, I've, I, I'm saying this as a correction to myself too, is like I've, I've led worship in the church for 14 years and I've, and I've sat back and said, Lord, like we were hungry for something more than just what I've had or what I've done or what I've led. We actually want something deeper or we hunger and thirst for righteousness in our worship teams. And, and so my, my heart has gone after this. And one of the passages that, that kind of has stirred me lately is, is looking at 1 Samuel 15, where you have this almost like a picture of the hour we're in right now. In 1 Samuel 15, you have this picture of, of Saul uh, disobeying Samuel, disobeying the word of the Lord that came through Samuel. And you get in this verse in 1 Samuel 15, and it's in verse uh, 22. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to listen than the fat of rams. And I, I feel like this is what we're seeing in this generation is, is actually a transition from a Saul model to a Davidic model. See, Saul had, was after like the hand of the Lord. And we saw that like Saul was after this model of the hand of the Lord moving in his ministry. And what we're seeing now in the young generation that we're seeing a, a generation that is after the heart of the Lord and they're fearing the Lord. And, and so we're going from this, this, uh, really it was, it was, the Lord was after Saul's obedience. And in first Samuel 15, you see it broken down where Samuel gave him the word, do this. This is what the Lord said to do. And, and he does like what, like 98% of it. Like you said, like earlier, we were just talking about this, like Saul didn't do fully what, like, to disobey is to to not obey fully. <laughs> if you don't do all of it, you're in disobedience. And so we're seeing right now that this young generation is is almost like transitioning from a Saul generation to a Davidic generation that is God's raising up Levites in the midst of this. And and when I was praying over this podcast, I feel like the Lord just gave me this this picture in this phrase, um, from just my own perspective of leading worship in the church and now raising up young worship leaders and seeing what, what is happening. And so much of what we've done as worship leaders in the church is we've taken and seen anointed moments like on stage or on YouTube or whatever it may be. And we've, we've made them models in our churches. So we've taken anointed moments and we've made the models in the church. And really what the Holy Spirit, what the Lord was after was he wanted these anointed moments to lead to Holy Spirit movements in us. And so we've, we've taken these things and we, we take these models and we transport it into our churches or onto our worship teams and be like, okay, we need to do this because God moved powerfully in that moment. But that moment was maybe just for that community or for that group of people or for that worship leader. Like, and we've taken it and packaged it into a model. And and I feel like this is for somebody here. I just 
was praying into this and I just believe this with all my heart that if we want like a movement in our lives and if we want a movement in this next generation, we need to be more in love with Jesus than chasing a moment or a movement or a model. We need to chase the man. Like we need to chase the man Jesus. And 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 I just believe that there's a generation that says like we can forsake the the titles and the the budgets and the and the really like and the accolades the successes if we have him if we can gaze into his eyes and inquire in his temple and dwell in his courts like if we can be there like that's where we want to be and never never leave and and just i mean i've been really encouraged i know you've um you've been a part of the upper room community uh for a while and me and my team were talking about um, Upper Room because uh, they're really pioneering, right? They're they're pioneers in the worship movement, and their newest album that came out has has just been ministered in my heart deeply. And our team was just talking about it in this context of like like how uh, anointed um, these songs are because they were anointed moments that God breathed on. And and so many times we want to we we take these albums that minister to us and we're like okay let's just do that like let's do that song that was on that album and and try and transport it into our culture and what I love about what God's doing even at Upper Room is He's actually uh, He's using them to pioneer a way forward to to say no don't take the model take the man. Like, look at the man, Jesus. So, so it's almost like as raw as it can be, as vulnerable as it is, like, look at him. Look at the man, Jesus, and go after him with everything you have. And, and that's part of what ministers my heart so much is like they're, they're pioneering a way forward. And there's many, there's many others who are pioneering a way forward right now for other churches and other leaders to say, okay, let's not take the model but actually we can go after the man, Jesus, just like that. And that's, that's where like this pure worship that is happening is becoming a, a worship that is solely ministering to Jesus, solely going after his heart. And, and I, I believe that that is so tasty uh, to a young generation. <laughs> like they're looking at that going, whatever this is, this is real and I want it. Yeah. And I yeah. just believe that's what's going to stir up a Levitical worship, like fully devoted, fully set apart, like whatever it costs them. Like these are the things that are driving this young generation of worshipers. And and so even just young young leaders listening to this, like I'm just like go after his heart. Like every, everything I have in me just just saying go after his heart pursue him, gaze into his eyes. Like once you catch that glimpse, you won't be able to look away. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, I, I love how you brought up Saul and you were talking about a Saul generation to a, to, to a Davidic. You know, even Saul, he did pretty much everything God asked him to do. Mm-hmm. He just saved the best to sacrifice to the Lord. But God didn't ask him to do that. But when you save the best and you sacrifice it to the Lord publicly, it makes you look really, really good. 
you know, he didn't fear God to obey him 100%, but he feared man. He wanted to be exalted before man as this super spiritual, super religious leader that everyone could follow and adore. He was always after the heart of man for his exaltation. And David was always after <laughs> the heart of God and let the Lord lead the nation. He was always inquiring of yeah. the Lord. It wasn't a prophet. You know, a prophet came to Saul and told him what to do. And there was prophets that went to David as well sometimes but you always see David inquiring of the Lord himself. He goes, pass me the ephod. I got to go before the Lord and ask him what to do in this time and hour. And even when it comes to David and Solomon, that has always been this beautiful contrast to me because you have a man named Solomon, the son of David. David came into his kingship in adversity with enemies and he <laughs> clung to the Lord for dear life, you know, essentially so many times in his life. But then you have Solomon who became king in a time of peace and he had an anointing of wisdom. There was a yeah. gift of wisdom on his life. There was an anointing. Solomon saw the adoration that David had for God. You know, Solomon grew up with his father, David, and saw and felt the presence of God and, and was in that atmosphere where there was a movement of the Holy Spirit with the, with the tabernacle. And, and he was in the midst of that, but he didn't connect with God's heart in the same way David did. And so you even see in Ecclesiastes where Solomon is just kind of burnt out and he's old and he's like, you know, I had a lot of wisdom, didn't follow a ton of it. You know, I had all these women, I had all this money, I had wisdom, mm -hmm. I had properties, I had all of this. Yeah. But at the end of the day, vanity of vanities, and I love the way he closed up the book of Ecclesiastes. It sounds like there's so many depressing things happening, chasing after the wind and vanity of vanities, all this stuff. And he's kind of like looking over his life saying like, man, I didn't follow the Lord like I should have. I sought after pleasing myself. I sought after gaining all these things for myself. And then he ends the book of Ecclesiastes with, at the end of the day, this is what life all about fear God and yeah. obey his commandments. Wow. <laughs> he was just like, he recognized that I started off right, fearing the Lord, building the tabernacle that, that David passed on to me. I completed that mission, but then man, I had a ton of wisdom. And so it's like Solomon knew the anointing of the spirit, the move of the spirit, but he didn't have the heart. Yeah. It was like he didn't know the rhythms of God's heart, but he knew the hand and the movement of the Spirit of God. And I just feel like there's been a lot of leaders, you know, there's many beautiful leaders. I'm not talking, my God, I'm so grateful for what God's doing, the authentic, the real, the glorious. But it's like, man, it's not just about our giftings getting us there and having an anointing to get us a position of influence and leadership and authority because yeah. that won't keep us there in that position and keep us from stumbling. But what will keep us is when we allow the Lord to exalt us because we're humble before him and we tremble at his word. Like you mentioned the fear of the Lord and yeah. I kind of want to end on that because even what you said about spirit and truth, these are the worshipers that our Father desires. It was a movement that Jesus brought forth in John 4 when he walked the earth. Those who worship in spirit and truth, that means we allow our hearts to go before him and say, expose areas of my heart that are not you. Purify my heart, God. I want truth to hit me. I want to live in the truth. I want to walk in the truth. I want the truth in my innermost being. I don't want just the anointing. I don't want just the, the leadership. I don't want just the office. 
office or the position, like I want my heart to be illuminated with truth and I want to walk in the Holy Spirit before you in love and I want to worship the Father and be pleasing to the yes. Father. And it's like, that's the fear of the Lord. We love him. We want him more than we want anything else. And yeah. we'll run as quick, you know, we'll run as fast as we can away from something that's not genuine, not God, yeah. that's sin or whatever it may be. And so I believe yeah. the Lord is baptizing us in the fear of the Lord right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And obedience. I mean, it's, it's what he's after. He's after our obedience. He, and, and even just how, how you teach that to a young generation to obey the Lord in all things. And, and we, we've got to make room. We got to make room for it to even look messy at times, you know, and, and because when we, you know, you saw that in, in Solomon's Solomon or in, um, Saul's life is like, he had the fear of man because he didn't want to look a certain way. And, and, and really because he didn't he he thought he would lose the hand of god on his life or whatever the fear was there um but then you have this this son david david coming in as a son of god and and seeing him walk in the heart of the lord and just captured with the heart of jesus and really uh, this this heart response of obedience to the lord no matter what the cost was and, and, and really that's, that's what we're longing for and going after is like that full obedience. And one of the verses that, uh, even just wanted to share really quick that, you know, kind of leads into us, but John 14, um, 21 says, whoever has my commandments and keeps them, he, it is who loves me and he who loves me will be loved by my father and I will love him and manifest myself to him and just believing as we obey the lord um it's it's not it says he who has my commandments um but keeps them so there's like this obedience in obeying the commands of the lord obeying the word of god like and and part of what we're trying to do even with presence worship and and bringing in a young generation is like we bring them into community and bring them into this school where we disciple them, where there's no stages or platforms or, or really like pressure to perform for man, but to take the commands of the Lord. And we, we study the Psalms every single day. We, we read them, study them, pray them and sing them every day. And we we're teaching a young generation to behold the commands of the Lord, to keep them and to walk them out. And this is this is what's amazing. As you love the Lord, he loves you. You see that his his love is for you. And then the craziest thing is that he manifests himself to us. That we we should be walking expectant believing that the Holy Spirit is going to manifest himself in our lives as we obey him, as we trust him, as we go after his heart that he's going to move powerfully in our lives, in, in our families, uh, not just on stage or on a platform, but at Walmart or at the gas station, wherever it may be that, that God's actually going to move powerfully in and through each moment of our lives as we live this lifestyle of worship out um, every single moment, every single day. 
I love that, man. In John 14, it made me think of First John 5, 3. I just yeah. pulled it up on my laptop. But he says, for this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments and his commandments are not burdensome. Yeah. When wow. the love of Jesus fills your heart, that's the yeah. very thing you want to do. You want to you wanna walk in his commandments. You want to walk in the light. You want to, you know, abide in that place. Abide and obey. Abide and obey. You want to live in that place. And so I love that because it's like, yes, God, what do you want me to do? It's, it's, this isn't a burden. This isn't a heavy yoke. Your burden is light. Your yoke is easy. Your burden is light. And so it's just this reality of like when you're in love, sacrifice, um, really doesn't feel like sacrifice and it's yeah. not sacrifice at all. Come and on. so it's cool, man. And even just for those who are saying like, man, I haven't been obedient to the Lord. I haven't like done everything perfectly. And maybe your propensity is condemnation and mm. guilt. I want you to say that there's also commandments that say approach the throne of God boldly yeah. to obtain mercy and to find grace to help you in your time of need. Yep. Like that is also something that we abide by. That's something we practice. And so King David was by no means perfect. Read the life of King David. He had the heart of God, but he also did not obey perfectly in every season. But he had that relationship with the Lord that strengthened him and kept him moving forward triumphantly. And so in the same manner, if you're trapped in sin, if your heart is broken, if your heart is condemning you because you haven't walked uprightly in this season or maybe a past season, know that also a commandment from the Lord is draw near to God and he will draw near to you. And yeah. that's in the context, that is in the context of repentance in James chapter four, verse eight. And, you know, a righteous man falls seven times, but gets right back up again and come boldly before the throne of grace. And so these are also commandments and scriptures that are calling our name um, to for us to be like, wow, to receive his mercy and to receive his grace so that we can have the power to walk out this holy life the Lord has called us to. Yeah. Yeah. And that reminds me, too, of Second uh, Peter 3. Um, verse nine, the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you. He's patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And just believing that that's the heart of the Lord, that every single person should come to repentance, should turn towards him to go after his heart, that he's actually desiring every single person on this planet to worship him, to adore him, to look to him, and that he's patient with us. He's patient with each and every one of us. And I, I think they're, they're, we're seeing people catch the heart of the Lord in this season. Like what, a, what an amazing season to be alive. Like it's, it's the greatest hour that you could ever follow after Jesus is right now. It's just amazing seeing what God's doing on the earth right now. And I, I think we're about to see even more. Like God's about to to just blow us away with what he's going to do in the years to come. So just yeah. expectant. So come on, bro. Hey, yeah. can you, can you see us out in prayer? And yeah. um, however you're, however you're led, man, just, yeah. just release Thank what's you in your God. heart. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Thank you, God. Yeah, Jesus, we love you so, so much, God. We thank you for just the way that you love us and the way that you pursue us, the way that you're pursuing us right now, God, we worship you and we just thank you, God. You're so gracious. You're so kind. You're so loving. You're so gentle. You're so pure. You're so righteous. You're so holy. Jesus, we worship you and we love you. 
God, I just, I pray over every word spoken over this, this whole uh, time we've had together. God, I'm, I'm, I'm zealous to stir up your bride for your name. I'm, I'm zealous, like I have a zeal and a passion to want to see the bride of Christ come into lovesick devotion to you, God. We thank you for what you're doing in this hour. And God, we ask that you would um, just wreck our hearts for more obedience to your name, God. I pray that as we even just walk in this word of 1 Samuel 15, God, let it stir our hearts or correct our hearts, whatever you need to do within us, God, to keep us so locked in on you, Jesus, that it would that would not sway us to the left or to the right, but God, we would be so in love with you and so locked in with you, whatever you say, that we obey fully. We just go all in after you, whatever the cost may be, whatever whatever you asked us to do, Lord, we would go fully after you. So Father, I just thank you for, for Michael and Selena and just this time that we had together. God, I just... Thank you for Awaken Dallas and what you're going to do and how you're birthing these new houses of presence, these new houses of, of worship that are going to host your presence, God, that you're, you're raising them up in this hour. And so, Father, we thank you for Michael and we thank you for his heart for you. God, keep us in step with you, Holy Spirit. Just keep us locked in with you. And Father, we know that you are so gracious to guide us and lead us. So we, we thank you for this time. Thank you for this day. And I just pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, baptize us in the love of Jesus and yes, baptize God. us in the fear of the Lord. Yes, God. We receive it right now. We submit our hearts to you right mm-hmm. now. And we thank you for doing whatever you need to do and whatever you have to do on the inside of us, God. Yeah. If there's any way in us that does not reflect you well, Lord, lead us in the path everlasting sanctify us spirit soul and body until the coming of the lord jesus christ and may our meditations of our heart and may the words of our mouth be pleasing to you our rock and redeemer may we walk in your light may we walk in your truth and may every lie that we believe come down in jesus name and we thank you for that heavenly father amen yes Thank you so much, Jake, Amen. for sharing your heart, man. My God, I love what God's yeah. doing in you. I love what the Lord's doing through presence worship. Mm. How can um, how can those listening or watching right now um, find out more about presence worship and, and your ministry? Yeah, uh, you can check out presenceworship.org. Or if uh, if you want, we're, we're launching a online school, online worship school for worship leaders, worship teams, young worshipers. It starts uh, mid-February. Um, and we got great leaders that are going to be teaching from Bethel, from IHOP, from YWAM, and it's going to be an amazing online school. So you can check that out at leadworshipschool.com, leadworshipschool.com. So, yeah. Come on. So good. And yeah. if you're in the DFW area, come to our first gathering, Awaken Dallas. Presence Worship is going to yes. be there. Jake, Jace, his team. Um, they really carry the heart of the Lord in his presence. We know we're going to encounter Jesus in a deep way. And so, man, thank you so much for joining me today on the podcast and all the, uh, all the, uh, links for Awaken Dallas, for the gathering, for presence worship, for the school, all of that is going to be here below in the description section. And so make sure to click on that, but bless you, man. Thanks for joining me. Yeah, Love you, bro. It's an honor to be here.
Honor to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Always good seeing your face, man, and talking to you. Yeah, you too, man. It's amazing. So fun. <laughs> Can't wait to be All in right, Dallas. Man. Come on, dude. Let's do it. For those who are watching and listening right now, make sure to subscribe, uh, rate, and review this podcast so we can get it out to more people so they can be blessed, they can be stirred, they can be strengthened by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Bless you, and I'll speak to you next time on Awaken Podcast. <laughs> Hey guys, Michael Lombardo here. Uh, just quickly, I just want to make a resource available to you. I wrote a book released with Destiny Image Publishers called Immersed in His Glory, a supernatural guide to experiencing and abiding in God's presence. My desire is for you to get to know the Lord in a experiential way, to break every barrier to experience God's presence in your everyday life. I've met people all over the world that are just hungry to know him, but just don't know how to get there, don't know how to experience Jesus in a deeper way. You know, what keeps you from encountering him in a greater way? Do you feel unfit to enter his presence? Do you feel stuck? Maybe you worry that you don't know enough to meet with God. Every human being is hardwired with the need for intimacy with God. When this need isn't met, we search elsewhere and we find ourselves broken and unfulfilled. But connecting with God is of utmost importance. And in this book, I'm just inviting you to experience this vital union with the Holy Spirit that is greater than you have ever imagined. A continuous fellowship with God where a lifestyle of miracles, visions, encounters becomes normal. All right, so in this book, you learn how to be free from self-condemnation, guilt, and shame through intimacy with the Holy Spirit. You learn how to um, have guidance from God as you experience His presence every day. You overcome lies that have held you back from experiencing more of God. You get a revelation of your inheritance that was already freely yours, you know, through the lavish gift of grace through Jesus. And so I just want to present this to you immersed in his glory. You can go to Amazon and find it there. You could also go to my website, lifepouredoutintl.org, lifepouredoutintl.org, or you can go to destinyimage.com. The audiobook is available as well on amazon.com as well as some video teachings at destinyimage.com. And so bless you guys. Grab a copy of Immersed in His Glory. Thank you.